الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك سبحانك اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال عز وجل لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم all praises to Allah, all praises to Allah, all praises to Allah who guided us to this, who guided us to Islam and to Iman and to his Mubarak house on this Mubarak hour of this Mubarak day. And we were not to be guided, was it not that Allah Ta'ala had guided us? O oh Allah, to you is praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. O oh Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you are the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger and our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the day of judgment. I... Remind myself and I remind all of the brothers to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the cornerstone of every wisdom and the first step in every success. Nothing is more pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than that his slave should be constantly in his remembrance. And nothing is more harmful and more disgraceful and more deleterious to the slave than the secret conversation he has within his own heart in which he plans or he accepts the rebellion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the ignoring or the flaunting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sacred commandment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Brothers and sisters, there is a secret in the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that not only is a spiritual virtue that brings you benefit in the akhirah, if it was a spiritual virtue that only brought you benefit in the akhirah, it in and of itself would be sufficient as a, a, a virtuous act that a, a person should place their trust in Allah. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam time and time again link the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a person's rizq, with a person's provision that they receive from the Lord. This Secret is what explains why, firstly, the Prophet 
and his most senior companions, especially from the Muhajirun, a majority of them were by trade and by profession what? They were business people. They weren't people that used to work jobs. They were what? They were business people. They were not employees. And this also explains why wealth is not generated by what? Wealth is not generated primarily through working jobs in general. Rather, the wealthiest people in society are who? They're usually business people. But tujar humul fujar. The, 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 the tajir, the businessman, that person is a profligate, except for the one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oftentimes they figure out highly unethical means in order to make money, but it's not necessarily the case, it's not always the case. In fact, our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is an exception. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu is an exception. Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu is an exception. Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Auf was an exception. These people are all exceptions. And we have exceptions like that in the ummah until this day. And what is the secret that makes business more uh, uh, profitable than working a job? The secret is what? Is that you have to have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you understand? It's a spiritual virtue. I've seen this in people. I've seen this. The righteous businessmen, the one who fund masajid, the ones who fund uh, uh, madaris, the ones who fund zawaya, the ones who fund uh, uh, those people, you know, the poor and things like that, the ones through whom the greatest donations come for, uh, you know, causes like relief, causes in humanitarian disasters, etc. I see these things because oftentimes I'm the one who's put in front of the qawm in order to ask for the money. So I know where the money is coming from and I know where the money is going in a way that most people don't. It's oftentimes what? It's those business people. Now tell me something. If you run a business, if you run a business, if you're a business person, you're always stressed out. You always have to worry about if the employee is going to show up to open the shop, if they're going to close it properly, who's stealing from who, is the, the shipment coming on time, is it going out on time, are the things delivered on time, are they not delivered on time? Whereas an employee doesn't worry about any of these things, do they? Employee shows up, clocks in, clocks out, and they're done. They clock in, they clock out, and they're done. For the time that they're on the clock, or for the, 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 the matters that are relevant to their contract, that employee will worry about what they're doing. And once those things are fulfilled, the, 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 the connection between them and the business is severed. It's finished. It's done. Go home, relax, take a load off, etc. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. This is not haram in any way, shape, or form. But it's a different model of, of working. Whereas the, the, the person who's the owner of the business, that person never gets a, 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 a minute of rest. That person is constantly under stress. They're worrying about what's happening with the business constantly. The issue is this, is that if a person is running their business mindfully, that stress becomes overwhelming. And this is one of the reasons that those people oftentimes, as a matter of necessity, they have to learn what it means to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not because they're businessmen, it's not because they're making money, it's not the topic of the khutbah is not like, okay, go quit your job and become a businessman. The topic is what? It is how a person can learn to trust in Allah Ta'ala and what the mechanism of that trust in Allah Ta'ala is, is that person becomes very quickly overwhelmed with all the things that are happening around them. Here's another example of a, a person who is very different in their circumstance, but in this sense very similar to a business person. I myself, part of my studies, I had to go to the Badia, I had to go to Mauritania. I actually lived out in the desert in a, in a tent 
I actually used to get water from a well. There are many mashaykh and ulama that, that are very far and isolated from, from, from the dunya. They're wonderfully learned people, and they're people who don't want to deal with politics and fighting and money and all of these things. They live a very simple life. They worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, you know the rent, you know, is not like uh, renting an apartment in Washington D.C. or New York City. It's something that the less you take from the dunya, the more you, less you have to put into it, and you can focus on the akhirah that all of us are going to, whether we're, uh, you know, wherever we live, whether we're in, in New York City or D.C. or not. So we went out far away to a place to go and study, and it was 12 hours by, or sorry, seven hours by by car, and then seven hours off road. If you take a if you take a, a four by four, you have to go up the mountain through a very zigzaggy pass, and you'll realize uh, uh, you know that a, a, a Toyota Land Cruiser wasn't built for uh, driving around on freeways. Or if you want to walk, the, the the path is more direct. It takes just as much time, because a person on their legs can go in places where uh, a, a a vehicle, large motor vehicle, cannot go. So what happens is when you're sitting there in the badia, when you're sitting in the desert. There are snakes, there are scorpions, there are all kind of weird animals, there are all kind of weird insects. There's something that they call khab-khab. They call it in English a camel spider. It's about as big as your hand and it can jump about four feet off the ground. And it's incredibly uh, toxic venom. Uh, will, uh, it won't kill you, but it will give you a bad time. And they're completely attracted to fire. So at nighttime, if you light a fire, they literally, when you're sitting, they'll run and jump over your head and go into the fire. It's a very creepy experience. Now when you're sitting there, you realize, look, if something happens to me, if I get bitten by something, if I trip, if I break my leg, if this happens, if that happens, then, and it took me literally seven hours just to get to the road. How, how long will it take me to get to a hospital? It will take a long time. These are the moments when a person learns all of the masnoon du'as for protection before leaving the house. Bismillah tawakkaltu ala Allahi wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah This is the moment where a person, their hadith and nafs, what they talk about inside of their selves is not like I want to take a picture of this and put it on Instagram so that my followers can know what I ate for lunch. You didn't eat any lunch, it's the badia. Right? This is the hadith and nafs is what? What are you speaking with when you're inside of your heart? What is the intimate conversation of your heart? It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, help me with this. Ya Allah, protect me from that. Ya Allah, help me with this. Ya Allah, protect me from that. This is the first level of, of, of realization. Then upon thinking, because you have to walk a lot from place to place, and when you're walking, there's no car stereo, and those were the days that nobody had cell phones, uh, and if they did, it's the badia, no one gets reception anymore. Right? And they didn't have these hyper-fancy phones, so your mind is not being blasted constantly with fluff and nonsense. Rather, you get to think about things, which many of us in this room remember such a time. Some of us still preserve such a time in our day, mashallah, by Allah's fadl. You realize what? That the, the need you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're in the badiyah is absolutely no different than the need you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're in the city. You could be having a heart attack right in the middle of the hospital, in the emergency room of the hospital, in the cardiac whatever intervention room, the doctors will tell you what, what it's called. I don't know what it's called, right? Whatever the most prepared place in the entire hospital to accept you for whatever issue you're having. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes you can die, you can die from such simple things. A person can have a wound somewhere, a blood clot moves into the circulatory system, the small clot moves into the heart. The only way they'll find out how you died is after they do your autopsy. There's no way they'll even know what happened uh, during, the, during the, 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 the issue at itself. You need to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just the same in both situations. 
So there are certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us, certain mechanisms through which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us how to have this trust in Him. We all need it equally. If we think we don't need it, just like that employee clocks in, clocks out, if all the things that the, the owner of the business is stressed out about, if any of them happens, the business will collapse. And if the business collapses, the owner also loses his uh, livelihood and the employee also will lose their job. One is stressed, the other isn't stressed. It's the same way with us, those who are in afiyah and ni'mah, those who are, 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 are free of affliction, those who are living in a state of blessing. Versus those people who are in affliction, going through difficulty, going through want, going through poverty, going through whatever. They're the same. Their need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the same. The acute and critical need for Allah is the same. One is aware, and because of the awareness they have tawakkul, the other person is unaware, and because of their unawareness, they, they, they don't have, they're heedless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the strange thing is that we think about trusting in Allah as being the, the need and the necessity of those people who are powerless. But the fact of the matter is, the tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest source of income that any businessman has. And it's the greatest source of strength that any, 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 person, any person has in any way, shape or form. Political, military, whatever it has, spiritual, whatever it is. Right? The opening, uh, the opening uh, some of the opening words of the uh, 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 Surah Al-Anfal. What is the topic of Anfal? It's a surah dealing with qital fi sabilillah and much of it has to do with, with what? With victory in, in, in taking the battlefield. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ The believers are none. They're none except for those that when Allah Ta'ala's name is mentioned, the hearts uh, uh, tremble with fear. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُنَا زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا And when our, our, our uh, ayat our signs are rehearsed and, 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 and remembered and recited in front of them. It increases them in iman. It's not just like in one ear out the other. وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And they're the ones who what? Their trust is in their Lord. And what does that mean? Mawlana Rumi rahimahullah ta'ala, there's a bait in the Masnavi. He, he writes, he writes what? He says, he, he writes, uh, 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 when you do your tawakkul, when you trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you're going to trust in Allah, when you're going to trust in Allah, the mode or the vehicle or the medium of that trust in Allah ta'ala is while you're doing work. Tawakkul doesn't mean just sit back, relax, do nothing, and I'm trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People like this used to come to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There were a group of people, they came ready for Hajj. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, saw them, the, the state that they came, unprepared state. And he asked them, what have you prepared for this, for this journey? They said, we came to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, you didn't come to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you came completely unprepared and you're just going to beg and ask for uh, handouts from the rest of the caravan? This is not, this is not, this is not trust. Gartawakul mikuni darkarkun. If you're going to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way you trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? Is while you're doing the work. That's the way you trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You try, you struggle, you do the best. Kishtkun, pastakiya barjabbarkun. Struggle, do your work. And all of your inside, the internal state is what? Is, is leaning on al-jabbar jalla wa ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who's possessed, possessed of, 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 of might, of brute force. Where is the tawakkul? Tell me. Is it in your hands? 
Is it something that I can, you know, here, like, pass the ball, I can pass it to you, pass it back to me? Like, soccer, maybe, you know, Europe, they like playing soccer, you can kick it back and forth to each other. Where is the tawakkul? Is it inside of your nose or inside of your ears? It's inside of your heart. It's inside where? It's inside of your heart. Do the work and inside know that my work is not what's making this happen. My trust in Allah is the connection between my heart and Allah Ta'ala. That's what's making this happen. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala told me, my Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told me. Kisht kun, pastaki barjabbar kun, Ramze al-Kasib Habibullah shano. Listen to what the secret of Al-Kasib Habibullah. This is a, a, a statement that's attributed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Anyone who's been to the, uh, like for example, the Sultan Ahmed Masjid in, in, in Istanbul, in Constantinople, you'll see that it's actually written in the, in the rear, the anti-Qibla wall main exit. It's written in, in, in big calligraphy against the black background. That the one who earns, that one is the beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The one who earns for his wife, the one who earns for his parents, the one who earns for his children, the one who earns for his dependents and his relatives overseas. Our sisters oftentimes end up doing that. Our, you know, single mothers or uh, the ladies Allah Ta'ala open the risk on them. They earn. Sometimes they even give to their own husbands. It comes in the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that someone knocked on the door and the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked, who is it? And, she's, and it was a woman, she said Zainab. And so there's so many, the Prophet has like so many Zainabs like that, 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 that are in his like social circle, including his daughter, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, including granddaughters, including a lot of people. His wife, he had a wife, Zainab. Uh, he had a wife, Zainab. Rasulullah said, hey, Zawanib, which of the Zainabs are you? And so she says, I'm Zainab, the, the, the wife of Abdullah bin Mas'ud. Abdullah bin Mas'ud was completely, uh, 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 he was a completely like simple man. He had very little money. He's actually, his wife had more money than he did. So she asked the question, can I give zakat to my husband? And the Prophet ﷺ said, no, you can't give zakat to your husband. But whatever you pay for around the house, it's going to be considered a sadaqah with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not a, uh, uh, you know, this is not a matter to be ashamed of. Uh, this is a matter to be proud of, whether you're a man or a woman, husband, wife, mother, child, whatever. The one in the house who's bringing the bread home. Right, the one who's bringing the bread home, al-kasibu habibullah, the one who earns, that's the beloved one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't say this person is engaged in the dunya, this per- the al-kasibu, as long as you're not doing something haram, al-kasibu habibullah. So Bulana Rumi says what? Ramzi al-kasib habibullah shano. Listen, listen to what is the secret of al-kasibu, al-kasibu habibullah. What is the secret uh, 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 behind the reality of what? Of the one who earns is the one who is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dar tawakkul as sabab kahil mashaw. That when you're, when, you're, when you're doing your work, right? When you're tr- relying on Allah and doing your work, do the work with your hands, but inside your heart, become hopeless that my work is going to do anything. Become hopeless. Who knows? Someone will build up a business tomorrow, it will be gone. Somebody will fill. fill I, I, there was a, 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 a college mate of mine who was in Uzbekistan in the Peace, Peace Corps. And he said that, that he, they used to receive their money in the local currency and they had to transport a lot of it. He said, I had a suitcase full of currency because of the, the, like the low value of the currency. During the, and he said, I was, had this briefcase full of cash and I'm worried, is someone going to check it? Is someone going to steal it? Is someone going to ask for a bribe? What's going to happen? Is it going, you know, is, am I going to get harmed on my way home before I can get home with this like, bag full of cash? And he said, in the, middle of the, in the middle of the long bus ride from the capital city where he received the money to like wherever he was doing his Peace Corps work, 
there was an announcement made on the radio that all the old banknotes are useless. And, uh, uh, you know, and uh, they're only going to be like, you can only exchange like something like $40 or some ridiculously small amount, pitiful amount. You can exchange them for new banknotes. The rest of them, there's a limit. We're not going to give new banknotes to anyone. So what did he do? He said, he said, I was so relieved. I was so stressed about it. He said, I wiped the sweat from my, from my forehead and I opened my, the bag up full of cash and I started throwing it in the bus. He said, the entire bus, everyone was like laughing, like how funny it is that this guy's throwing cash everywhere inside of the bus. Anything can happen. If you think it cannot happen, ask the people who are in Yemen, ask the people who are in Iraq, ask the people who are in Sham, ask the people who are, uh, you know, who, who, who are, are in the camps in, in, in Bangladesh that came from Burma. Ask these people, did they think before the mashakil happened inside of their life that these mashakil would happen? You literally have people, refugees that are going to those places that they used to give money to as sadaqah. You have like a Syrian doctor who opened up a medical clinic in Somalia. Imagine that he had to go as a refugee to Somalia, even though 10 years before, maybe he himself was giving money to the Somali refugees. This is something, this is the nidam of Allah Ta'ala. These are, these are the, 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 this is like everyone gets their turn. Everyone from Banu Adam gets their turn at some point or another. Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and while you're doing it inside of your heart, disconnect, sever the, 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 the connection between what your hand is doing and what comes in your pocket. And make the connection in your heart between Allah Ta'ala and your trust in Him and what comes inside of your pocket. This is, the, this, is the, this is the secret if a person wants to be successful in this dunya, if a person wants to have rizq, if a person wants to run the masjid properly. Don't come in like a customer. Don't come in like an employee that I clock, Jum'ah is farth, clock in, clock out, and I don't worry about where the lights are coming from and who vacuums the floor. I don't worry about any of those things. Is it going to be open next week? I don't worry about who's going to, you know, we have a, someone to lead taraweeh now, who's going to lead taraweeh? in 40 years time these questions these are all things the person who is trusting in Allah Ta'ala they wonder about how is, how is Islam going to work who's going to take care of our ladies who's going to take care of our children who's going to take care of our elders who's going to take care of the, the, the people who are new to Islam who's going to take care of any of these things who's going to take care of the ulama don't just clock in and clock out and it's somebody else's job trust in Allah Ta'ala and engage yourself inside of that work with your because of your trust of Allah not despite it Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi